The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. It is a beautiful Thursday morning right here in crazy just bizarre Southern California. If our laws get any crazier out here, I think, who knows? You know, they're, they're, we have the highest gas tax, and they, they keep changing the laws. Last week we talked about how there's no going to be no bail, and all the laws keep rocking and rolling out here. It's crazy. Hey, uh, we have a great show for you today. I wanted to bring back a guest that we had had in the past, uh, Susan Steele, and she is with NTSP. And that is anger management, and we're going to be talking all about anger and anger. And um, Susan's on the mic with us this morning. You want to say hello, Susan? Good morning, everyone. <laughs> so, and uh, she knew this was going to happen. Before this, we really get into this. I do want to let you know that we've had an amazing case, and uh, and even before I do that, I want you to know that there is a call-in number on this show. We don't get a lot of call-ins because I see the stats, and by the way, the audience is just growing and growing and growing. I'm, I'm just really, really amazed at the number of people who say, I never miss your podcast. I was talking to a guy in Long Beach and uh, earlier this last week, and Lenexa, Kansas, and Morro Bay, California, and and um, out in uh, Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've talked to so many people this week, and they go, I never miss this. So I really appreciate each and every one of you that listen in. I do know that many of you follow it by archive because of the different time zones. And, of course, this goes out around the world, and I see the listeners and where they're coming from. But if you're in, in the United States and you do want to call in, the number is 866-472-5788, 866-472-5788. Before we get going, uh, as many of you know, I work with Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. I'm the president and CEO, but I'm not the only person with Million Kids. We have Susie Carpenter that operates the media marketing, and uh, we've just had a, a gal join us that I'm just really, really excited about, Dr. Julie Taylor. Uh, she is a part-time professor over at Cal State San Bernardino, but she did her uh, doctorate on uh, doctorate thesis on um, on human trafficking, and she has ten years experience. And she is going to uh, become a speaker and give me a break because, as many of you know, I I work seventy hours a week and I'm half crazy half the time, and I need more people doing this. And of course, Mona now is running our jewelry show, and that is really really helpful. 
that is, if you have any spare old jewelry laying around the house or coins or gifts in kind, uh, we're, we're always seeking ways to raise funds to keep uh, all these shows on the air and keep helping victims and runaway kids. And uh, so we're, we're collecting old jewelry all over the United States. She's setting up an eBay and Etsy program for us, a, a website just for me and kids, so that we can repurpose jewelry and give those funds to uh, victims who are repurposing their lives. So um, that's just a little bit about what we're doing. But we serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And we work with all the other task forces here in Southern California. But I'm kind of partial to this one because I report to Sergeant John Sawyer down there. And I think they are the best of the best. And they have had a dynamo case this week. And it was a long time in coming. This is an, an incredible case. It, it really is the culmination of hundreds, probably thousands of hours of investigation and building of evidence and going undercover and like that. These cases are hard to put together. This case started out in Hemet in January when they arrested an individual by the name of Marvante Dolberry. Now, this really happened because of the collaboration between our Human Trafficking Task Force and the Hemet Police Department, who are incredible people. And uh, the Hemet Police Department realized that what they were dealing with was not just some small prostitution case, but a serious sex trafficking case. They were able to uh, arrest Mr. Dolberry and put him in jail. And that began. Now, keep in mind, this is Jan- that is in January and this is in September. So you have nine months of building these cases. You see, it's real easy to get one pimp or maybe one pimp and a, a couple of victims and rescue them. But these are very large-scale cases. And so it really is important when to build your case, do the undercover work, do the surveillance, do the reverse stings, do all the social media um, background on it. And it takes a lot. And I happen to know the deputy that worked on this, and he's just my hero. He's an incredible young man. He's uh, very, you know, uh, very well grounded, very dedicated to this. And I know that he put in hundreds and hundreds of hours when the rest of us are out taking vacations and sleeping. He did what it took to make this happen. In the end, they also arrested Daniel Simpson and Roderick Morris. Uh, Morris is 24 here. And they are all now uh, facing very long sentences. But the real reason that this is so important is there were 14 victims involved in this. So preparing a case for 14 different victims with all the search warrants and all the undercover and all the proof of evidence and the proof of violation. And of the 14, four of them were adults. But 10 of them were minors, and several of them were only 15 years old. And their abuse was absolutely horrific, according to what we have seen here. Now, these are alleged charges because they've got to go through the adjudication process. But, uh, you know, I am very, very proud of our team for doing what it takes. When you have a case with 14 victims, and, and many of them are are minors and many of them are not prepared to cooperate, you have to build a strong case based on evidence. And as you often hear me talk about, 
with all the changes going on in social media and Bitcoin accounts and how they're doing commercial sexual uh, advertising. This is not an easy thing to build. So I'm very, very proud of them. This case is on our Facebook page. That is Million Kids Facebook. You just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, hit like, and you'll see this case on there. And I hope you'll share it with everybody. This came out of Hemet. Uh, the Hemet Police Department just did a dynamo job. So did uh, the Riverside County Task Force. And uh, today there are 14 victims that maybe can get on with their life, that can go back and get all kinds of, they're going to need a lot of help and a lot of services and like that to be able to recover, but we're well on our way. Well, I'm pretty well dominating the first section here, but I, and I warned Susan that I'd probably do this, but there is one other thing I want to share with you that is deeply disturbing to me, and I, I hate melodrama. I don't go there if it's not necessary, but this is very, very disturbing, and I want to share with you a little bit about it. There is a game, this has been on our Facebook page also, called Momo, M-O-M-O, that's Mary Opal, Mary Opal. How do you like that? Anyway, Momo game. And um, if you're a mature, well-grounded, emotionally solid individual, you might want to go to YouTube and look up how Momo trapped victims. It is an interesting insight into the depth of grooming that is taking place on worldwide social media. Uh, these kids, what happens is you get a WhatsApp usually is where it started, although they also found this in Minecraft recently, the game. But it'll come off with a just a, a stranger saying, hey, you want to play a game? And our teenagers, you know, they talk to strangers and they think that's funny and they start to just get lured in. And the minute and the, and the game starts by picking a number on a calendar. The minute you pick that number, They have control of your phone, and your life will never, never be the same. And what happens there is it starts out innocent enough. Now, this particular uh, YouTube, and by the way, do not put your children on this. It's very disturbing, but, uh, you know, I mean, on, on that YouTube. And I want parents who are really solid emotionally to see how this happens. Once you get that, the, then they start giving you a game of dare, the YouTube has this young man down in South America. This game they think is coming from Mexico, but they don't know. It is, they've had suicides, uh, and it's in South America. It's in Argentina, Spain, uh, the U.S., in Japan, uh, Mexico. I can't even remember all the other places. And several kids have died. And what happens is they they give you the first dare. In this case, they just said, put some lipstick on and take your photo. It's a guy. And, you know, why would you do that? I mean, why don't you just quit right there? But they have control of your phone. You don't know that yet. In this case, the kid took a crazy picture and sent it. And, of course, from there on out, they then use that photo to keep you under control. And the kid would say, I don't want to play anymore. And they go, I have control of your phone. And then what they've done is gone into all of his phone. And he happened to have some other girlfriend pictures that were naked and sexual. And so they take the photos out of the phone and then threaten to send them to everybody on your Facebook page and on your email list. And they show you the list. And then he went from putting lipstick on to to uh, having to put on a, a kind of a horror face. And then before it's over, 
they lead him to jump off a building. So they took control of this young man's life, and in less than 24 hours, he committed suicide. Before he committed suicide, he handed the phone to a 12-year-old, and she ended up committing suicide. So this is a very dangerous game. There's also a very dangerous process going on there on how easily a stranger can take control of our young people's minds. And it is very, very concerning to me, and I think that we need to take a look at it. I don't like extremism. I don't like melodrama. But I also don't want to see our kids get hurt. And this is as extreme as it gets. And it's just really, really scary stuff. So that is called Momo. Uh, If you go on YouTube, there are lots and lots of them. But there is a YouTube that they made without showing all the horrible parts uh, called How Momo Traps Victims. And in uh, from a grooming and understanding the psychological process, that's the value of that. No child should ever, ever push that calendar number. You need to talk to your kids and say, if you get a, it's a icon of a woman who who is part chicken and the guy that made the the logo never intended it to be used for the game but they look like they're from outer space the kids are mesmerized by it and the first thing you know they push that button the minute they push that button they lose control of the phone and the kids need to be told that so if you would help me out there i'd appreciate it a whole lot well we've certainly sailed through the whole first section here and we are going to get into talking about dealing with anger with Susan Steele in the next section. So stay with us, folks. We're going to be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are going to go on today with our guest, Susan Steele, and she is with NTSP Anger Management, and we'll give you more information about that. We had Susan on a couple of weeks ago, and um, it just really um, gave me pause for cause, if you will. I've been thinking about what she said for quite a while, and I wanted to bring her on so we could go to another level about dealing with anger. All of us have some level of anger. And so we first want to talk about how we deal with anger within ourselves. And then this the second half will be, you know, how do you deal with someone who's angry in your life? Maybe your spouse, maybe your children, you know, others that, that you might be dealing with. So Susan, first, just because maybe some of the people didn't hear the first show, tell us briefly a little bit about who you are and also kind of lay the groundwork of how anger works. Okay. I'm a anger management counselor, certified anger management counselor. I work with at-risk kids and um, foster kids that are being reunited with their family or in group homes. How anger works, it's, a lot of people don't realize anger is not the behavior, aggression or rages. Anger is the internal feeling that is to supply us with information that something at the present time is uncomfortable, out of control. Anger is natural, healthy, and it's a response to injury or an intrusion. And anger is to motivate us, give us information, give us intimacy, give us serenity. And it's to provide us that something right now is not right and we need to react. I'm sorry, respond instead of reacting. When we are responding, we are acting on the internal charge that we need to express our feelings. And that's where a lot of kids and adults don't understand that they can express and they should express their feelings to set boundaries, to let other people know what is bothering them. Boundaries are to protect us. And once we are able to identify our feelings, we're able to express and share with people what our limits are and what our limits are not. So I'll give you an example. I would go out and have lunch with a friend. They were always 20 minutes late. And I found myself getting upset inside. So I had to identify what is this upsetness. Actually, what it was was I was feeling disrespected because I valued time. Does that make sense? Sure. So when my girlfriend came and showed up, I said, you know, I don't mind you being late, text being let me know you're running late because time for me is very valuable. Sure. So we were able to have an intimate talk because anger helped me to identify how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. When we don't identify how we're feeling, we can go into aggression or rage. And that's where the behavior can become very destructive. It can also sabotage a relationship or an employment. 
Okay, say that again, that you, if you don't identify, it goes into what in rage? Aggression, Aggression. or rage. Mm-hmm. Because we de- I deal with two parts of the, br- of the brain. I come from the neuroscience of anger, and mm-hmm. two parts I deal with is the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. The amygdala is our survival part of our brain that tells us to fight or flight, and it sends out numerous chemicals to ha- prepare us to fight. The mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex helps us for judgment, reasoning, problem-solving, creative, and logic. When the chemicals are released, and if we do not immediately identify how our body gives us those indicators, such such as our heart starts to pound, our muscles tighten up, we start to get, uh, our throat is dry. Those Mm -hmm. are indicators that something right now is not comfortable, something's wrong, I need to control it, control it in a positive way. And the amygdala tells us that life should be fair. The prefrontal cortex tells us life sometimes is not fair. We have to Mm -hmm. work it out. We have to problem solve. Mm -hmm. So the amygdala tells us when we go into aggression that there is a perceived insult, injustice, or wrongdoing. Rage is about a, a threat to our pride, status, or dignity. Okay, say that that again now. Hold a minute. Okay, so when we go into aggression, it's a perceived insult or injury? Insult, injustice, or wrongdoing. Because our amygdala tells us life should be fair. Well, Mm -hmm. we all know life is not fair. (laughs) It isn't. (laughs) (laughs) That was really a hard one for me to get a handle on when I was a kid, trust me. (laughs) Right, absolutely. And that's because your prefrontal cortex was not developed. Our prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until the age of 25. And maybe not by 72. (laughs) (laughs) And how it's developed is through life experience. That's where our parents come in, our caregivers, grandparents, neighbors. They help us to problem solve. Have you ever seen a two-year-old, three-year-old, you try to give them a break off the candy bar as even as possible? And the little one sees that there's a fraction bigger that the other person has, and they go into a temper tantrum. Uh-huh. And that is because the prefrontal cortex doesn't, is not developed and doesn't have coping skills. That is where a parent caregiver, I would encourage to come in and identify their feelings. I see that you're upset. You think that you're, you're being cheated. It's unjust validating their feelings. Their feelings may not be true to reality, but it is true to them. Mm, they really okay. feel they're being, being gypped. Mm-hmm. So now we're teaching them how to calm down, how to reason and problem solve. So the mm-hmm. caregiver or parents will come in and say, you're absolutely right. It is a little bit bigger. Here's what we're going to do. Tomorrow when we share our candy, I'm going to make sure that you get the bigger part. So Mm -hmm. now we're helping them to adjust their expectation. Because anger is a violation of our expectation and blockage of our goal. Say that again. Oh, that's a good line. Say that again. Anger is a violation of our expectation. Yes, and a blockage of our goal. Mm -hmm. So that little two-year-old, his expectation was, I'm going to get a candy bar. His goal was, Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat it. Mm -hmm. 
he felt his expectation was violated because he didn't get the same amount at his, as his friends did. Now he's not going to be able to eat the whole 50%, which now blocks his, his goal. Mm-hmm. We as adults who have a full developed, developed prefrontal cortex, we will look at it, hey, at least I have a candy bar, I'm eating some chocolate. Right, and I'm going to but, weigh less than he will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the negative results is it, it tends to affect the child's style of communication. If we don't get a handle on anger and use ang- anger appropriately, it can go into a, there's four styles of communication, passive, aggressive, passive-aggressive, and assertive. When we don't identify our feelings, it will have a difficulty for us to express our concerns and to set boundaries. You know, if we don't have boundaries, we can't be vulnerable. When we're vulnerable, we're able to express exactly how we're feeling. And and that allows us to also develop healthy relationships. Okay. So when we, there's, with those four types, passive, it expresses their concerns and feelings. The aggressive is their thoughts and feelings are expressed, but it's through sarcasm. And it lacks boundaries. Mm -hmm. Anger gives you permission Violence, such as aggression or rage, has no boundaries for violence. So what okay, now I want to I want you to say that again because I think that's very very powerful to our audience here. So thoughts and feelings uh, through uh, you, you share that again. Do Do you remember where you were at? Yeah, our our thoughts and feelings helps us to identify what our needs are. Mm-hmm. If we cannot express our concerns and feelings, we become very passive, and we're not able to set our boundaries. When we don't set boundaries, we are not able to become vulnerable. Vulnerability tells us who we are, what we're feeling, and it increases a healthy relationship, whether it's a, with husband or wife, parents and children, uh, friendships. employers, aggression has, it lacks boundaries. It's sarcasm. Where Mm -hmm. anger gives you permission to express how you are feeling appropriately with proper manners. Okay. Where rage or aggression is is, uh, violence. Violence has no boundaries. Okay, so we're starting to come up against a break here, so I'm going to cut us off for a minute here, Susan, and we'll come back here in a minute. We are talking with Susan Steele, and uh, her organization is NTSP. What does NTSP stand for again? Needs Treatment Service Plan. Needs Treatment Service Plan. So it's NTSPAngerManagement.com, is that right? Yes, Uh, 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 Gmail. At gmail.com. At gmail. Okay. So what's your website? Let's do that one first. Uh, My website is NTSP Anger Management. Okay. And so then to write to you would be NTSP Anger Management at gmail.com. Correct. 
Okay, we'll say that again before the end of the show. We're coming up against a break here, folks. We are talking to Susan Steele about anger management. And this next section we're going to go into, so if you have an anger problem personally, what are the steps that you can do to begin to cope with it? And then we will take it into all those other people that really tick you off. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. And uh, you can follow us at Facebook on Million Kids. You can go to millionkids.org. And every one of these shows from Voice America Variety Channel are all archived on a very special site called exploitedcrimes.com. I'll say that again before it's over, but it's exploitedcrimes.com. You just go in there, hit listen, 
And there's well over 70 hours of, of training on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, child pornography, technology, and yes, anger management. We're talking about that today. And you can certainly share those shows with everyone that you know. Just, you know, you download them, you put them on your iPad. You can even get an embed code for your own uh, website if you want. There's no charge for it whatsoever. And you can have all of these shows on your site if you want to do that. So, but we are talking today by uh, with uh, Susan Steele. That's S T E E L E. She is an anger management expert, and and uh, she's just been a real joy for for me to get to know. And uh, I wanted to be able to share this with so many of you because, you know, we all of us, all of us have some sort of level of anger going on inside of us that limits our ability to really succeed. And on top of it, though, many of us are dealing with anger from the past or even the present that we may not realize how much it's impacting us. And so, uh, and getting to know Susan, she shared with us how anger works, and she's in the process of that. We're going to go right back to it today. Uh, I'd encourage you to download this, listen to it, share it with your friends, friend, share it with your teenagers. Uh, I think, that especially if they're interested in psychology, this is a great way to learn very early uh, about having emotional maturity and, and emotional intelligence. That's a popular book out now. So, Susan, uh, you were you were talking about aggression and uh, passive aggressive and aggressive and like that let's let's pick up kind of review a second about aggressive and then keep going on okay aggressive is a perceived um injustice or wrongdoing Mm -hmm. now there's four types of communication passive aggressive passive aggressive and assertive assertive being the healthiest one it gives us clear and direct expectations and we deliver it with proper manners a passive person when they were not taught how to identify their feelings they become passive a lot of people interpret it as oh they get along with everybody but these individuals do not know how to express their concerns and feelings and they hold it inside which by suppressing it can go into rage what rage is When we feel that pain, we go into rage to cover the pain. It gives us control. It gives us feeling of power. And it's actually temporary because it's not us being in control or power. It's the behavior of rage where people are looking at, we don't know what they're going to do next. Are they going to throw this at me? Are they going to come at me? So the the individual that's receiving the rage is backing up. But to the rager, it looks like I have power. I have the control. Once we slip over to rage from anger, it's not powerful. And there's four types of of rage. I call them the soft rage. It's sarcasm. People that say, oh, I'm just joking. It's a joke about you. It's actually they're covering up their pain because they don't know how to deal with you to express their feelings that what you did to me two weeks ago, I'm not comfortable with. Rage is about last week, two weeks ago, even a year ago where anger is about here and now. 
Interesting. I have never heard that here and now is anger and rages about the past. Yes. Wow. And rage comes from our childhood. When we were a child with an abusive parent or caregiver or some sibling, we were hopeless and helpless. As children, we didn't feel like we could speak up to our parents. Don't talk to me that way. That hurts my feelings. So we became hopeless and and helpless. We then grew up with this, what I call a open wound. And when a similar situation triggers that past event that happened 20 years ago, we go into rage because we can't deal with the pain. The pain hurts so much. So what I encourage parents to do and caregivers and teachers and adults and older siblings is to listen and validate everybody, whether you're a child or an adult, validate that feeling. That's where anger is going to be used appropriately. It's going to give us the motivation and information to deal with the present situation before it goes into rage. And rage is very, very dangerous. There is a part of rage, if we go into it at an escalated level, we can literally black out. And really? we don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's, it's similar to when we black out for intoxicated. It has that same effect. And when you come out of rage, people will say, I can't believe you said this. I can't believe you threw that chair through the window. And you actually do not remember it. Mm. The one Isn't part, that interesting? Is that, I mean? is that a common thing? I mean, I don't think I'm oh. blacked out, but I've been real ticked off a few times. <laughs> right. And have you ever felt like you were going to be dizzy and pass out? No. <laughs> that, that is a level of rage where it starts to co- go into blacking out. Interesting. Uh-huh. And there's other levels of uh, rage that for a child and parents don't recognize that they're doing it. There's nine levels. Shaming, blaming, demeaning, demoralizing. I love that when I hear that all the time. Your sister is the one with all the talent. How is that? <laughs> right? <laughs> you must have talked to my mom. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> I think we had the same mother. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Um, Criticism. Look at what you're wearing today. Are you really going to go to work like that? (laughs) Preaching, teaching, judging, analyzing. All of these things that we think we're helping our kids or our spouse or our friends actually is causing them to suppress their feelings, not to identify it, and to, to look bad at themselves, which then goes into rage because the pain hurts. We were never taught how to deal with pain. Once we deal with pain, it's going to make us stronger, and it's going to help us and assist us into enjoying the happiness in life. I always use the phrase, When happiness is here, I am going to enjoy the heck out of this happiness because everything (laughs) has a beginning and everything has an end. 
Uh-huh. And when adversity comes into my life, I'm going to deal with it, get it over with, and go back into happiness. Because we have that control. A lot of us mm-hmm. don't recognize it. It may mm-hmm. take an hour. It may take two days. It may even take a week. And depending on the adversity in our life, we are going to learn that I can get through this. Mm-hmm. We all have adversity, whether it's losing the combination to our locker, to losing a relationship, to a breakup, or to a death, whether it's a death of a family member or death of a pet. If we don't know how to use anger appropriately, we can destroy our lives. We can end mm-hmm. up in jail. We can end up in a divorce. We can end up in losing a job. Mm-hmm. And the other part of if we don't use anger appropriately, passivity. It can cause us to go back to emotional regression. Emotional so now aggression, tell, me, tell me more about that. Emotional aggression is um, it's a form which anger and rage take place, and it's mostly rage. It's a compulsion to pursue the opposite of what we want. That's where sabotaging relationship comes in, mm-hmm. sabotaging our goals and our future. Because of our upbringing, due to the shaming, blaming, demeaning, we don't think that we are worthy. I Do you see. see how, <laughs> small, how these small words can destroy our lives? Mm-hmm. And it can be a domino effect, and such as, as the individuals that you work with with uh, human trafficking. Right. If they were shamed and blamed and demeaned, and this predator comes and starts validating them and starts praising them, mm-hmm. they are so hungry for that validation, they're going to go to that human trafficker. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part. And it all comes from our childhood. I see. So that's why 70%, uh, we we know these numbers, 70% of people in sex trafficking are previously sexually violated. And it's almost, you know, there's just a population that's almost like wearing a billboard that I'm easier than other people to be able to break through on a a, uh, grooming process. Absolutely. And our internal feeling affects our external behavior. Mm-hmm. You'll see someone who is very confident that wasn't shamed, wasn't blamed, and wasn't demeaned. They stand tall. Their shoulders are back. They're all confident. Mm-hmm. That predator is going to leave that person alone. A okay. person who was shamed, blamed, demeaned, they're hunched over. Their head is down. You can just see it on their body. Their body speaking, I am not worthy. Okay, we're we're coming up against this break here, Susan, so I'm going to have to um, cut this off for just a second, and we'll come back in a minute, but uh, so body language is one of the things that they're looking at, and we'll we'll jump back in at this point. We are talking with Susan Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E, her organization is NTSP Anger Management, you can look at her website, NTSP Anger Management, uh, on her website or her email address is ntspangermanagement at gmail.com and if you miss any of that you can always contact me at opal opal at million kids and I'll, uh, I'll uh, just forward it on through to her we're up against this break here folks this is exploited crimes against humanity and we will be right back 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to the last segment here. We are with Susan Steele of NTSP Anger Management, and I just think this is one of the most powerful shows that we've ever had. It will be archived at exploitedcrimes.com, and uh, this show was aired on September 6th. If you're looking for it and you want to share it with someone, you just go to exploitedcrimes.com, hit listen. It'll be the last episode if you're doing it this week, but many people look at many, many of the archived ex- uh, excerpts. So uh, Susan is an anger management um, specialist, and I think very, very powerful in the words that she's giving us. And I don't want to take any more time here. She is talking about how we how we see anger, how we process it, and now we're going to just kind of take it into where do we go if we have someone who is obviously dealing with anger in our lives, and uh, we're the we're the recipient of that. So, where what kind of advice would you have in that kind of situation? My suggestion would be is to look at anger management. Anger management is about us. It is not about us changing someone else's behavior or the life situation. It is about how we are going to respond to that situation with Mm -hmm. our coping skills, boundaries, how that person or individual is going to respect our boundaries. Mm -hmm. My encouragement is once we use the technique to identify our feelings and we're able to assertively communicate our feelings to that individual, if we find that they are still not respecting our boundaries, mm-hmm. that other individual may need to ha- have an outside assistance, therapist, mm-hmm. counselor. Mm-hmm. That person also may not be able, may be passive, may be in rage, and may not mm-hmm. be able to identify how hurting they are. 
that's where arguing always comes in. Arguing is where two people are constantly blaming and proving the other person wrong. And what that causes is each individual does not focus on the other person's needs. When we can hear the other person's needs of even being, I'm sad, and validate, the other person is going to feel heard. Nine times out of ten, when we don't express our feelings internally, we're not feeling that we are being heard with our needs. So my biggest suggestion to individuals, children, parents to children, relationship, husband, wife, friendships, teachers to to students, is to help that individual identify by saying, I'm hearing in the tone of your voice that you're upset. Can we talk about it? What I am seeing what I'm observing, because we're not them, but we can see their body language. Once we express what we see, it shows the individual that we are validating and they are of worth. I see. Interesting. Yes, and that's powerful. I, I, I I think that needs to be packaged up and put a bow on it, you know, we all need to hear that and hear that really loud and clear. You, you might even reiterate that. When we feel our needs are being heard, we, are then, we then feel that we are of worth. Mm-hmm. Especially if we come up in a childhood with those shaming, blaming, and de- demeaning When we feel that someone is listening to us and hearing our feelings, and our feelings may not be right on, but they're our feelings, and they're true Mm -hmm. feelings to us. Mm -hmm. And that's where people will come in and say, oh, no, you don't feel that way. Yes, they do. And (laughs) true validation gives Mm -hmm. that individual a sense of feeling worth. And Mm -hmm. that brings in hope again, because that person Mm -hmm. now has hope through the validation that the other individual gave them, that they see in what I am feeling is true. You know, I'm probably going to throw you a left curve here, but this is the very reason, one of my pet peeves when people try to help other people is they then bring in their own baggage and go, well, this happened to me and blah, 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 and it's just like what happened to you, and you're like, no, it isn't, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with it, and now it's been complicated, and I see that because so many people want to help survivors because of something that happened in their life, and the last thing a survivor needs is their baggage. You know, they need Absolutely. to sort through their own baggage. And, and I think that as that's one of the big mistakes we all make about, oh, yeah, that happened to me, too, and I'm just like you. And you're like, no, no, it wasn't like that at all, and I didn't feel like that, and now we've complicated it. And instead of using empathy, they uh-huh. will use what I call soft rage. The soft okay. rage, rage, what you're talking about is one-upmanship. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sold 5,000 books? I sold 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> Empathy, and they don't recognize that that's rage because uh-huh. of their pain that they're, they've always covered. Empathy makes a connection. We don't have to say, oh, yeah, I went through that. We can, all we have to use is empathy. Empathy says, I know yeah. what you're going through. I yes. am so glad that you came and you talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. We are going to get through this together. 
Mm-hmm. That's Sympathy good. Mm-hmm. is the opposite. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Let's go out to the nearest bar and have a beer. <laughs> well, <laughs> sympathy has no connection. Where uh-huh. empathy helps you connect with that individual's feelings. It mm-hmm. may be of the same loss, but a different situation. But you're gotcha. able to connect. Mm-hmm. So, Susan, we're starting to close out the show here. We're down to about the last three minutes. Can you, one more time, tell people how to reach you and how to follow you? Yes. Um, my company's name is NTSP Anger Management. You can email me at ntspangermanagement at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, NTSP Anger Management. My phone number is area code 951 323 one four three four, and Google me, and my website will come up under NTSP Anger Management or Anger Management in the Riverside area. Okay, and you work with couples as well as kids, right? Is that is yes, that accurate? Yes. Okay. I work with couples, uh, married um, ones that are going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I work with CPS. I work with family law and criminal law. And uh, also, do you go out and make presentations if, as long as they pay you a speaker fee or something to, to come out and uh, talk to groups? Yes, I do. Okay, great. So your phone number, 951-323-1434. Folks, we've been talking to Susan Steele. She has an E on the end of Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. Uh, you can also, if you don't re- get all that contact information, just hit me out at opal at millionkids.org, and I'll shoot it off to you. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, and I want to take the rest of the show to say how much we appreciate each and every one of you. BMW of Riverside, you're just amazing that you help subsidize Million Kids, Missing Kids, and Colleen Horgan Armstrong Realty here in Riverside. We so much appreciate you. I so much appreciate each and every one of you that donate, and many of you donate each month to be able to keep these shows on the air. I think that they're absolutely critical in educating people on on all of these subjects that are out there. And also, when people donate, we help to get victims off the street. We help to find million kids, missing kids, and help parents in finding their children. So we have many programs that we're operating here. So we want to take a minute and thank each and every one of you that support this show. You can do that by going to www.millionkids.org and hit donate. If you're one of those people that want to send a check instead of a credit card, you can do that. The address is right there on on www.millionkids.org. The address is P.O. Box 7295, Riverside 92513. Better to go look it up on the website. But thank you, each and every one of you. We are a small organization. We work at our kitchen table. So when you send money, we make good stuff happen with it. And, uh, And we want to make sure we're accountable. We're coming up to the end of the show, folks, so I appreciate each and every one of you that listen. Be sure and share the show at exploitedcrimes.com and tell everyone about it. And we will talk to you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. You folks have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.